I think we are all guilty sometimes of telling people we will pray for them and then not doing it. So we're going to talk today about some ways we can combat that. And I'm going to share some personal stories about uh, just some amazing things that happened through a moment of prayer with me when I was in Kenya. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus that's one word all caps to get your discount there are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started again head to shehears.org and you can find the bible study on the resources page Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, and today we are continuing our discussion around barriers in prayer. And then the fifth misconception I think we have is that we can only pray once. And if I pray more than once, then it's a lack of faith. And um, while I understand the intention behind that, I think people that say that are probably well-meaning, what we realize is that the biblical experience is a lot different. What, what we see in the biblical experience is this example that we are to pray and we're to keep praying. Especially if it's about something that we are struggling with or it's a burden of the past that we are carrying this place of prayer, like I just mentioned, is where our healing comes from. And so if we are still struggling with something, it means we're not fully healed. And so we need to take it back to God in prayer. There are some things that I take to prayer over and over and over. And, you know, with our adoption, when it became very clear that it was over and it was done and this, it just wasn't going any farther, uh, there was a grief that we had to walk through. And so a lot of my prayers in that season were prayers of grief. And 
I think if I were to say, okay, well, I need to take this grief to the Lord and ask him to take it away, and I do that more than once, it's a lack of faith. I think I, I wouldn't even be in the same place that I'm at now because grief is a process. Grief is something that God gives us as we work through those emotions to 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 come to him. I'm not saying that God gives us grief, but God created the way our bodies and our minds and our hearts work. And, you know, we there's all sorts of research on um, how different stress hormones in our body are released through tears and this process that God has given us in our body in this fallen world to be able to process these emotions. That taking that to God, that's a process he longs to be in with us. And if you don't grieve, you can go crazy. Like you can bottle it up, it can come out as physical symptoms later on down the road instead we need to go on our face and say okay god i'm coming to you or maybe it's a sin struggle and so there's this temptation to say okay um i'm struggling with this sin i'm going to take it to god i'm going to ask him to forgive me and help me out of this and if i do that more than once then it's a lack of faith and it means it didn't work well that's dumb we we need to admit openly our struggle to god so that he can help us with it and sometimes that prayer is going to be something that you're going to be praying the rest of your life, and that's okay because it's about coming to him and being in relationship with him so he can help walk through those things with us. And then, honestly, that's kind of where deliverance comes from, through through that posture of connectedness with God. I want you to think about it this way. Prayer is not always speaking. A lot of times prayer is listening. Now, when we're praying for other people, that's called interceding. And I think when we say to people, oh, I'm going to pray for you, um, two things I think happen. I think, number one, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you, but they don't actually pray. So my encouragement is if somebody asks you for prayer, pray right then and there. But I also think that sometimes what we do is we just start immediately speaking and we need to listen first. Um, because when we listen and we hear from God, then we can intercede on behalf of God and on behalf of that person to God. So the other side of that is that we need to pray with expectation. And so when we pray with expectation, we're praying with somebody. If we've listened to God and then we're interceding on behalf of that other person, then we're praying with expectation and we are praying something that's in line with God's will. So that's where this measure of faith comes in, where we start praying with expectation because we know that God can work in that situation. And I, and I think sometimes we don't do that because we think, okay, well, I don't have enough faith. Somebody needs healing and I know that I can pray, but I don't know that I have enough faith that God will heal them, so I can't pray. Well, that's scripture says that faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. So that's an invalid argument. Um and, and I say this because that's where I started. I, I remember one of my first trips to, um, I think it was Homa Bay in, in Kenya. I remember being down by Lake Victoria, and we had been down there ministering all day and just praying with kids and buying peanuts and just hanging out. And there was a boy, his name was Gideon, actually, and... He came out to us and he said, can you pray for my friend? And I said, sure, where is he? And he said, he's over here. And so he pointed over to this old wooden uh, overturned boat. 
on the side of the lake. And, and I didn't even see anybody at first. And he said, he lives here. And I said, you mean that's his boat? He said, no, that's where he lives in this boat. And um, he, he introduced us to his friend, Peter. Now, Peter had been living living in this rotted old boat because he was both um, deaf and mute. And in that culture, in that tribe, um, if somebody had some sort of disability, then it was felt like they either had a demon or they were being punished or there was a curse on them. And so they would just send them out of the house. And so Peter, for a very, very long time, um, his whole life practically, had been living just down, catching fish and living down by the, by the lake in this boat. And so Gideon said to us, um, I, I believe that, that God sent you here today and I'd like you to pray for him. And I was like, okay. I mean, I, I, I had never been involved in anything like that before. Um, I hadn't, I mean, of course I'd seen deaf people before, but I had never thought honestly that that's, that's, I do carry a little bit of shame in that now, but I had never even thought about praying for somebody that was deaf to be healed. Never. I never even, it never even crossed my mind. Like I might've said, oh yeah, I'll pray for them. It's too bad. I'm so sad. But I never actually out loud in front of that person prayed for them. And the expectation was if we came all the way from America to minister in Africa, then there was a reason and, and they were going to come get prayer for it. So Gideon brought uh, Peter over and I remember just thinking, okay, God, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. never thought of doing this before, but I though you brought me here for a reason in this time, in this space. So I'm, I'm going to be obedient and I'm, and I'm going to pray. And, um, I think my faith was probably the size of a mustard seed at that point. And there was a, a friend of mine who's standing next to me. And all of a sudden I had heard, I really heard, I sensed my spirit, God say, ask him for oil. So I looked to him and I said, do you have any oil? He said, yeah, I got this little vial of anointing oil. Do you want it? I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't know what I was doing. Like I did, that's not, I did not grow up in a church that did that. I did not have any idea what I was doing. But the Holy Spirit told me to do it, so I did it. So I took the oil. I didn't even know what I was doing. I dumped the whole oil, bottle of oil all over my hands. And my friend said, what are you doing? You only need a little bit. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. That's the whole point. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. But I reached up, and I put my hands, my sloppy oil-covered hands, on Peter's ears. And I just started praying for him. And as I started praying for him... Um, quickly like within a couple seconds um the holy spirit just said okay it's done and i was like what 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 do, what do you mean it's done and i looked at peter and his eyes got so big now there were these cranes i don't know if you've been to uh i think that's probably all over africa i know it's in eastern africa these cranes i don't even remember what they're called they're huge these huge huge cranes that were all over the place because they they go and find garbage and they eat it and so they would stand on top of each other so they these cranes would be like three or four feet high and then they would stand on top of each other and so these cranes would be like six taller than a man six feet high and so there would have been these cranes that were behind him noisy irritating cranes when when the holy spirit said it's done i looked at peter's face and he was looking at me we're eye to eye and all of a sudden he shrinks back and he turns around 
he heard the cranes for the first time. He had never heard those cranes before. He had seen them. He grew up with them. He didn't know what they sounded like, and it scared him. And I was like, what? What? It worked? And I, I'm telling you what, I was one of those people that said, could God heal? Yeah, yeah, God can heal, but does he heal? Well, I had never seen anything like that before. I never participated, certainly, in anything like that before. And so as we start um, realizing what had happened, the people around us saw what had happened. And I was like, Peter, and he heard me. It was the first time he had heard his own voice. And I was like, Peter and we just were all weeping and not only that that but then I said see if you see if you can say anything like just try I said I want you to say the name of Jesus you know what came out it, it it was the name of Jesus now it was squeaky it was raspy it was hard because the, the kid had never vocalized anything before and since then he's been in speech therapy and Actually, you wouldn't even know there was a problem now. But at the time, I, I was so completely shocked that that had happened. But then this is the kicker. Everybody in that village knew Peter. Everybody knew that he was deaf and mute. Everybody knew it. And then they they saw what happened. They went and they got all of their sick people, all of the people that were blind, deaf, anything that they needed, and they brought them back to us. And our team, one by one, started praying for these individuals to be healed. There was 12 people healed of blindness that day down at Homa Bay at the lake. 12 people healed of blindness that day. On top of everything else, there's lots of other miracles that happened that day. But what I personally witnessed was 12 people being healed of, and could have sight, their sight restored. And so when the scripture says that he restores sight to the blind, I saw it. Now, did I go down to that lake that day with this, this you know, expectation that all these people were going to be healed? No. Did I believe that God could do it? Yeah. I mean, I read it in scripture, but I had never seen anything like that before. But I really firmly believe that that moment started back here in the States when I started praying over that trip and saying, okay, God, break my heart for the things that break yours. Use me, use my hands and my feet and my voice and whatever you, whatever way you want to use me, use me, God. And he sent me to uh, this little teenage boy that had lived in a boat that had never said the name of Jesus, couldn't even hear it because he wanted to heal him. That's what I mean when I say pray with expectation. And and this faith the size of a mustard seed, that's the size of the faith that I had. Now, that has grown, and I've seen over and over and over people getting healed since then. Um, but now I pray with a different level of expectation. I pray expecting that God is going to heal instead of saying, oh, well, I, I guess, I, I mean, I think he can, but I don't know if he does. I, I, that's not how I pray anymore. So that's my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that you would learn to pray with expectation, that this sense of who we are actually talking to when we pray would become a reality. It is the king of the universe that we pray to, the one that desires and longs for a relationship with us. It's the king of the universe, and it is by him and through him and in him that that all things happen. And so I think sometimes we lose sight of that. So if, if you learn nothing else from the story I just shared, um, I want you to recognize that God can and does move through faith the size of a mustard seed and imagine what we could do as the body of Christ if we actually put into practice the things we say we believe. 
That's my prayer for you. Father God, I pray for my friends that are listening today that you would ignite in them the faith, even the faith of the size of a mustard seed. Lord, you you say in your word that the, the faith of the size of a mustard seed, with that we can move mountains, spiritual mountains, physical mountains, emotional mountains. God, I thank you for the healing that comes through prayer, through dialogue, through relationship with you. I pray right now today that my friends would be encouraged and empowered and equipped with the things that you say in your word and who you want to be in our lives. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you in all things. Amen. All right, talk to you tomorrow, guys. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.